stages, yeah? Yeah. It works. <laughs> I have some extra stages. But we need the pages from last time that we're up to. Save them. Okay, Trevor, let's learn. Okay, until now, it's already been quite a while. Until now, everything's been Hagdamas. You know, the Rebbe Nachman said that all of his Torah are only Hagdamas. And there's... That's, that itself is a very remarkable thing, that all of his Torah is Hagdamas. We haven't gotten to it, and we're on our way to it. In our sugya, this is the beginning of the week of Yisod. That's where we are right now. Amish, this is the Indian, this is the week of Yosef Tzadik. He's the Ushpizan now in our lives. The Midah of Yisod is something which we're going to be talking, we have been talking about from the beginning, but we're going to be talking specifically and clearly about the Midah of Yisod. But first, we need to understand what the Halachas are. We need to be grounded in Rambam and Shulchan Aruch and Shaz. We need to learn. And since, as I said last time, we were learning from the Ramchal, that the Ikir is Yediyas Ha'amas. One has to know the truth. Yediyas Ha'amas. And only through Yediyas Ha'amas, only through Yediyas Ha'amas is that we have a chance to be able to to contend with the Nisyanis that we're having. Ourselves and our kids. So it's very fitting that the week of Yisod we're beginning to, to learn halachas. There are different ways of doing this. Any subject in halacha, anything, any Indian, any sugya in shas, we're learning this as a sugya in halacha. Any sugya in halacha, you, can, you could talk about all the sheetas of the Rishonim and the Achroinim to go back and forth, and it could be a lumdus. We could be busy with that for the next 10 years. It would be enjoyable, and that's really my Aishas uh, Nurm. That's my first love. It's just plain, simple. Lambdas, Shas and Poskim to learn. But that's not the that's not the Mahalach over here for the future. We need to know the basics of the Sugi, not to get confused, but to know the basics. So let's begin. The pages that you have from last time the the pages mm-hmm. are not in the correct order. So you look where it says Kedusha, that's the Rambam. Let's see what the Rambam says in the Shukhanarh. Normally we follow first to, from the Gemara to the Ram Shulchanar, but now we're going to see the Rambam, we're going to see Shulchanar. So look at the page where it says four on the bottom of the page, that's the Rambam. The pages that you have from last time. No, it's not, it's not. Oh, you have it in your thing? Oh, okay, good, good, yeah. If you don't have it, look inside. So I decided that the easiest way to do this is after doing the Rambam, after doing the Rambam and Shulchan Aruch and just the Sugya and the Gemara and Nida and Tafiyot Gimbal, that's the main headquarters of this whole Sugya of Pagam Habris, of Hashchasas Zera, then 
I realize the most orderly and clear way of doing this would be to learn in the Encyclopedia Talmud is to learn Hashchas Ezer. But there it's laid out very, very clearly. Some of the, some uh, here and there will stop and, and elaborate on some of the points, but I don't want to get lost in, in all the different lambdas here. This is not, it's not for the lambdas, it's lamaisa. Everything here has to be lamaisa. <coughs> so look at the Rambam. Okay? The Rambam writes, It is forbidden for a person to be mighty sheikh vazer levatala to to cause oneself to spill seed levatala. Now everything here is a lambdas. What's the nature of the issue? Is it the act of being mighty the zera levatala, or is it of being mighty zera? Is that the ikra to be mighty zera? Or is the ikr that it's levatala? There are obvious nafkiminas that would be in situations, for instance, there's a famous shuva from Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, the first chelik of Avanezah, the second chelik of Avanezah, about this situation where the Hitzah Zera is taking place, but it's not levatala. In, in our times, there are ways to help people with infertility, where you have many, many couples who, if not for these procedures, would not have children, would not be able to have children. So then the shail is, is one allowed to be mighty zera, not levatala, for the purpose of, of fertilizing the, uh, the, wife's, the wife's eggs in order to be able to have a child that would take place through the medical procedure. This is a huge shaila. This is a tremendous question. If, the, if it's not levatala, does that remove the isser? Or at least the Issa Deraisa. Does that remove the Issa? If it's not Levatala, here we're, we're talking about trying to have a child. And it's done with, with, with Hashgacha, proper way, with, with speaking to a Rav, and it's done halachically in a way that's acceptable. But then the question is this was the question that came up when these procedures became available. So, what about how do we get the Zera? How does one get the Zera from the husband? And if it's not levatala, are we now allowed to, is the husband allowed to extract the zera in such a way? If not, then how could it be done and so on? These are very, very big questions in halacha. What's the issa? Is the issa the, the, the act of exciting oneself to cause the zera to come out? And what if it's not levatala? Is that still the ikr? Is that the issa? So these are, this is a very big question. The Rambam, so therefore everybody's working on every word here. The Rambam is, you know, every word here. The Rambam is mamish boina elemis and could be macho elemis if it's learned the wrong way. Also, it's forbidden to cause one's zera to come out, levatala, leibud, for nothing. Therefore, it's forbidden for a person to place his, I'm talking everything open, to put his aver, to place his aver, that part of his body, into his wife, and to extract the aver and to spill the seed outside of his wife's body. That's called, He goes inside, but he, but he, 
pulls out and the zera is lost. It's forbidden. And because of this, it's forbidden. It's forbidden to marry a child who's not able to conceive. Who's not able to conceive? That's considered to be, again, zera levatolah. However, those who are menaf in biyad, those who masturbate, and cause themselves to lose seed, not only is this a great iser, a terrible iser, a person who does this deserves to be benidui, menuda, not to use the English of excommunicated, but in a state that nidui means to be removed from the community. And regarding such people, the Pasik says, Yadechem domim mileyu. Your hands are filled with blood. And it's as if you have murdered somebody. That potential life is as if you have murdered someone. Now this sack of the Ramam is, is very, if you have noticed, it's pretty strong. This is mild compared to what the Zara says about it. <laughs> it's like after, if you would learn the Zara first, you'd read the Ramam and say, Ah, Machai. <laughs> <laughs> this is Mamish, Mamish, mild. The Zara, the Zara in Pashas Vayeshev, this is mild. Of Tzichim Lavin, Tzichim Lavin. Sorry. We have to learn through properly. Okay, that's the Lashon of the Ramam. And therefore he goes on in Yutas, Vechen Osel Adam. Therefore, a person is not allowed to intentionally cause himself to become physically excited, to cause himself to have an erection. Or to cause himself to have inappropriate thoughts by looking at things. We'll discuss in the Sarama we'll see what happens when the thought, the person didn't try to have a thought. He was besieged by thoughts. But the Ramam is talking about where a person is, let's say, looking at things that are inappropriate. And as a result of as a result of that, he's having hiruyaveri. He said he has inappropriate thoughts, and that could cause him to come to to come to uh, to shechvazera. Elim yovlo hirur. If a person has an inappropriate thought, yosia libo medivrei havai ashchase ledivetar. The Rambam gives an eitzah. That he should turn his mind away from from these thoughts and to focus and concentrate on divetar, which is the true love of our lives. And then he talks about how a person should sleep and not allowed to sleep, and he goes into other into other precautions that halacha and guidelines that we have of what to look at and not to look at things that would cause hiruyavera. He goes on with the rest of the parak to discuss these things. Now let's look at Shulchan Aruch, the Pesach in Shulchan Aruch. We'll go to the, to the next page, which says page, page 5. The Shulchan Aruch pretty much, the Shulchan Aruch follows the, Shulchan Aruch follows the Rambam as he usually does, not always, but as he usually does. To hear the Torah and the Shulchan Aruch follow the Rambam. 
Now, you know that the Beis Yosef, the author of Shulchan Aruch, there are, there are comments that we find in the Beis Yosef that sometimes enter into the Shulchan Aruch. He actually brings down for the final Pesach in Shulchan Aruch. And there are many times that the Beis Yosef has a shakla v'tayya, and he doesn't bring down l'halacha. In the Beis Yosef, now keep in mind that the Beis Yosef was, besides being Maran, being our Pesach, the Pesach of all of Am Yisrael, Beis Yosef was also a tremendous makubal. This is actually what we're going to be learning Shavuos night in Mitzvah The Sugya on Shavuos night this year is going to be about that what appears to be often conflicts between Halacha and Kabbalah. That's what we're going to be talking because we've been dealing for the last few years we've been talking about this this Tzadikim where we find a Shilu between Halacha between Nigla and Nister. So we need, we're need. we going to spend Shavuos night learning this Sugya and Halacha. These two worlds that sometimes seem to be clashing. So the Beis Yosef not only was the posek of Am Yisrael, he was also a great Makubal. <coughs> now, oftentimes we find that that his his mitzvahs as a Makubal will find its way into halacha as well. This sugya of Sheikh Vizar Levatala <laughs> takes us to a place beyond what's called normative halacha, as we'll see. This is one of the areas of halacha that's deeply influenced by Kabbalah. Since, as I said before, the Zohar has very, very strong things to say about this. So the question is, how were the poskim influenced by the Zohar? Even when we look at the Rambam, the Rambam says this is a great iser. And the next thing we would have expected to hear was, what is exactly is the iser? What is the iser? There's a whole pi- there's a whole piece that we're going to be learning parts of it from Absadik Akoin in Takanas Hashavin. Absadik has a whole sefer on the subject of Chuv called Takanas Hashavin. Absadik was a guy in Hagayim and, and he has a section there in Halacha where he asks the in a very straightforward way, Lamaisa, what exactly is this? We know we have the story of Erev Avnein, the story in uh, in Vayeshev. <coughs> we have the story in, in Chumash about Aaron and Onain spilling their seed, and it was Rabbein Hashem, right? It was something terrible in God's eyes. The Rambam throws in a few words from the Gemara. The key word that we see here is that he brings from the Pasuk, and he speaks about Ni'uf. He uses the word Ni'uf. What does Ni'uf mean? What is Ni'uf? I mean, the way that we normally use the word Ni'uf, and the way that it appears in the Asaris Adibris, Ni'uf means what? means adultery. It means an inappropriate relationship. But the Rambam is using the word niuf, where he's really citing the Umar that we'll get to in a minute. He's using the word niuf in the context of a person uh, with himself, spilling his own seed. So where does niuf come into this? Are we talking about losinuf? Is this included? Is this included in losinuf? Is this actually a type of niuf when a person is doing that with himself, gratifying himself, is that called niuf? Doesn't that seem to be uh, a, a wrong definition of, of niuf as it's used in Chumash and throughout Tanakh? Use the word niuf. So that's a very big question, halacha. Is sheikh v'zer lovatola p'gam Is that a maisev niuf? Is that called niuf? Reb Sadek talks about this. <laughs> and Rav Moshe Feinstein also in his tshuvas, in his tshuvas in Evan Ezer. And 
and everybody before and in between to understand what exactly is the nature of this iser. If a person is not in a relationship with someone, I'm not talking about spilling seed if one has a relationship, God forbid, with one of the Arias that we just learned last week. I'm not talking about a person who's with a, somebody that, that's forbidden. And there's a shikha zera that takes place as a result of an illicit relationship. That's, that's, that we understand. That's something else. And we, could, and we could understand that that would be included under the general category of some type of niyuf. But what about a person that just, what the Rambam is talking about, somebody that is looking at things and thinking about things and has inappropriate thoughts, or he's mekasha atzmuladaz, or he causes himself to have an erection and he masturbates, and as a result of that, chas he does such a thing, there's a shikha zera is that niuf or is it something else? Is it the din of nishmartam? That is it uh, an outcome of the of the halacha that says that one is not allowed to think inappropriate thoughts? And then, and then when the Rambam speaks in such a strong way, and he's just paraphrasing the Gemara, where he compares this to murder. Is that is that is that uh, true that this is like murder, mamish? What does that mean? It's like murder. And the Beis Yosef, the Beis Yosef brings from the Zohar Kodesh, uh, and it actually ends up here in this halacha. Look on page five. <clears throat> But then he puts in this sentence, which comes from the world of the Zarakadish. And whenever the Shokhanach does that, it's something that we have to stop and, and think about and have to talk about. And the people who are equipped to do that are the ones who are great in Halacha and are equally great in Kabbalah. So that's why Rabtzadik comes is going to play a very important role over here. Not just Rabtzadik, but Rabtzadik in particular. The Shukhanarach says, And here it comes. And this sin of Shukhanarach is more chomer, is horrible, strict, whatever you want to say, is chomer. From all the Averis of the Torah. And Rav Tzaddik there in Tukhanah basically says that if, if that were the case, then we wouldn't all be having such a problem finding exactly uh, finding out what the Isra is. I mean, it says, it says right out there, don't kill. It says, don't steal, don't kill, don't be Mechal Shabbos. Or remember Shabbos, and the Shabbos. But here the Shukhanah brings down from the Zohar Kodesh that this is, Oven Zechom Mikol Aver Yishabetar, and then he goes on with the Rambam. And he basically follows on the Rambam. In Halacha Beis, in Sif Beis, those who masturbate, the Rambam. Now let's go to the Gemara to see where the, where the Rambam got this from. That's on uh, page three. The Gemara is in neither that you gimel.
you see what it says on, on top the Umra Birchanan? Call it Mighty Shikhazalavatala? Okay. So this is the this is the main source in the Gemara in Chazal. This Gemara in Yudimu. Om Rabbi Yochanan, Kol Amaytzi Sheikh Vezer Levatola, Chayiv Misa. Rabbi Yochanan says whoever is Amaytzi Sheikh Vezer Levatola is Chayiv Misa is worthy of being killed. Shenemar. It says in Pasuk, Ve'er Bnei Hashem, Ve'er Bnei Hashem. So she also. Vayames gam oisai. It says there in, it says there by Erev Ainai that this was evil in Hashem's eyes. Vayames gam oisai. So not only Erev, but Onain, they were both killed. As a result of this affair, they were both killed. Vayames gam oisai. Rabbi Yitzchok, Rabbi Ami, Amrei, Ki'ilu, Shaivech, Domen. This Ki'ilu, the person has spilled blood, has murdered. And he brings the pasuk from Yeshaya and Nunzayin. The pasuk says, "Hanechamim be'elam tachas kol Those of you who indulge in your desires by the trees, you know, under the trees, shoychatei hayelodim banecholim, who slaughter children in the valleys." Under the under the the rocks, the crags and the boulders and the rocks. So the Gemara says, Al Tikri So the simple Pshat in the Pasik is talking about it seems to be talking about people who are indulging in lusts and then suddenly it turns to slaughtering children. So the Gemara takes the word shaykhte shaykhte slaughtering children Kilo we're talking about people who are murdering children what kind of a, of a desire is that who's lusting after murder to kill children so the Gemara says al tikri shaykhte ela shaykhte so the Gemara says Killing children here is not referring to an act of homicide, not murdering a child, but potential life. Shaykhte is alluding to Shaykhte. Shaykhte means Shaykhte means to squeeze, to squeeze out liquid. So those who are <coughs> those who are engaged in the act of Shaykh who are figuratively squeezing out liquid from themselves. In this act of Sheikh Vazer the Shaykhte Yeladim are Shaykhte, are equated with Shaykhte Yeladim. Those who are those who are gratifying themselves in that lust and that desire, that goes back to the beginning of the Pasik, which would help to explain like what does desire have with shechting children? What kind of So those who are those who are gratifying and satisfying and pleasuring themselves with this with this forbidden act of of uh Levatala, the Saikhta the Saikhta Yaladim are equated with Shaikhta Yaladim. So that's what the Gemara says that such people that such people are Kiilu Shaifech Damim. That those who those who masturbate this are Saikhta Yaladim 
because there's potential life in the in the seed are equated with kilo the shechte yeladim kilo God forbid they're shechting children they're slaughtering children al tikri shechte ala shechte so just to make sure that we have all of the big three covered Ravasi comes and says kilo over the vadis so we have, we have of course what's happening here is this is equated with Gilei Rais, Shvichas Damim. It's an act of immorality of Gilei Rais. That's from Erva Oinay, and then we have Seichte Seichta Heladim, which is now it's compared to murder. And Ravasi says Kilu Oyved Avadazakavim. It's Kilu, he's worshipping idols. Ksiv Hachan, and where does Ravasi see this? Ksiv Hachan, Tachas Kol Eitz Ra'anan. By Avadazar, it says that that Matzav was terrible, but that people are worshipping idols, Tachas Kol Eitz by every tree, by every leafy tree they're, they're hiding underneath uh, with Avadazar's. Oh, here it says rather by by uh, by this avera tachas kolitzvanan, and it says by avodazar alaharm haram betachas kolitzvanan. Same thing by avodazar. It says this lotion by uh, over here by this by the uh, by those who are uh, by those who are spilling seed. It says the same same lotion of tachas kolitzvanan. So this hekish is made tachas kolitzvanan by avodazar, where people are are secretly worshiping idols and. And where people are secretly engaging in these this type of uh, unbecoming behavior, so Ravasi says we see from here that that uh, it's compared to Avadzara as well. Then go a little bit further. Go a little bit further down on the bottom of the uh, page, in the middle of the page. Vamra Belaza, my you see it. From Vomer Abelazah, my dechsev. The first word in the line is Ra. Vomer Abelazah, my dechsev. Yedechem. Now here is where the Rambam we're looking for Makar. So we've just been told that it's compared. It's compared to the big three of Eres, of Gilai Shvichas Domin of Adazar. What's the Makar? Where does the Torah tell us that this is also? We understand that it's it's somehow an Avizrayu of the big three of Eres. But where does the Torah tell us the answer? From where do we know that this is also? So for Omer Abelazer, my dechsev yedechem domim milayu. It says in pasuk that your hands are filled with blood. Abelazer says elu hamenafim biyad. This is referring to people who are menafim, who are menafim biyad, who are masturbating. Tona devei Rabbi Yishmol. Now here's where Rabbi Yishmol says, Loi Sinaf. So he says, Rabbi Yishmol says very clearly, Loi Sinaf is Loi Sehebucha Niuf ben Biyad ben Beregel. That there shouldn't be any, there cannot be any Niuf ben Biyad, whether you do it with the hand or rubbing your legs against the bris. 
Let's take a look at Rashi and Taisus over here. There's an interesting little bit of a difference between the two of them. Remember the question, the big question here is that when we use the word low setup, are we talking about an Isser Arias? Is this in the category of an Isser Arias, a person with himself? Is that an Isser Arias or is it something else? So Rashi says on the top over here, meaning the, in the second part of the page, Vieira Amamikri Ra, we see that it says Ra, right? That we see that it's called Ra. By Aaron Onain, Air's, the letters of Air's name is Ra. It says Ra. Now we're going to see that the fact that it says Ra Bein Hashem, Reb Sadiq says a, remar- a remarkable Chiddush. We're going to get to this. Reb Sadiq's Mahalach here is that everywhere we find the, that the evil of this Avera, it's always, it's always spoken of as being Ra Bein Hashem. It never says just Ra. It always says Bein Hashem. So we're going to see that Reb Sadiq says a Chiddush that we're talking about two worlds. We're talking really here about Nigla and Nisdah. What's considered to be Ra in this world that's revealed before our eyes? And what's considered to be Ra, Be'ene Hashem or Lefnei Hashem? It's interesting, we'll get to it in Hashem. But he, he points this out, that it always says with this Avera that it's Ra, Be'ene Hashem. Be'ene Hashem. The world doesn't see this as being so horrible. Now the Zohar, the Zohar is the world of Eine Hashem. That's what Absaltic explains. The Zara takes us to another place. It's that world of Eine Hashem. Now, can there be, can there be a difference between Eine Hashem and our eyes? And Absaltic talks about that. But the severity of the Isser, the Chumr of this Isser, that we see that it's brought down in Shulchan Aruch, that it's Chum and Mikol when clearly, if you're just learning Chumash, and if you're learning, if you're learning Chumash and you're learning Gemara and you're learning Halacha, we don't see that this is that this is the the most serious Avera in Torah. We're trying to find out what the Avera is, but Reb Sadik says that there's something that's called Beinei Hashem. Now that sounds very radical because how do we separate between the Torah that we have and what's called Beinei Hashem? Since when is there a difference between? the Torah that was given to us in Har Sinai, and a reality that's called Bein Hashem. And this really is what's leading us into the, into the learning that we'll be doing in Yes Hashem Shavuos night. That, how do we understand this? Although we've been learning the last few years, when we spoke about the Ragged Shavu, some of you were by each of these. We learned about the Ragged Shavu, we learned about the Avni Nezi, remember? The Lubavitcher Rebbe, great tzaddikim who brought these two worlds together. And they're all saying over and over and over again, it's a Torah Achas, Torah Achas. And that's that, that we have to we have to believe that, and that's how we live. And yet the Quran says that when we come to this Indian of Sheikh Vazalavatala, we find that it's always Be'ene Hashem. Kilo, there's a dimension that's called Ene Hashem. And we're being told to bring ourselves up to that place that's called Ene Hashem. And it's almost as if this Torah of the stringency of Sheikh Vazalavatala begins from a different dimension of Ene Hashem. But we'll get to that in Reb Sadiq. But look what Rashi says over here now. Biyad. Biyad. So Rashi says that a person uses his hand to be to be Maitzi Zer Levatala. 
Look at Tysus. Bain Biyad Ben Beregel. So Tysus says, Hainu de Mishaf Shef Milaso Biyad Oberegel. That he rubs his bris, Mila, either with his hand or using his legs. Can you see any difference between Rashi and Tysus? Take a look. Take a look for a second at Rashi and Tysus. What's interesting is that Tysus does not say he's Maitizar Levatala. Taisvis is focused on the mice itself, on the act. It seems that according to Taisvis, even if no zera comes out, that the that the etzem hamaisa of of exciting that part of the body with the hand or with the with the legs. That's the iser. Even if there's no shikh v'zera even if no zera comes out. No, there are there are not Rashi, on the other hand, says, So there are those who learn that according to Tysus, if no zera comes out, there's no Isidur Isa. Whether it's a Durban or not, there's argument, but there's no Isidur Isa. We know there is a Durban, we'll get to it, but there's no Isidur Isa if there's no zera Levatala. Rashi. Right, I'm sorry, according to Rashi. Because Rashi says that it's a So, this is an interesting question. What is the, what is, what is the din of a person is Meshav Shef Biyadah Beregel? And, and there's no Zerah there's no Zerah that comes out. According to Taisu, it's the, it's the, the Isser, the actual Isser is the act of, of exciting oneself. According to Rashi, it sounds like the Isser is only Midaraisa, it is a Hatsar Zer Levatal. If Zer comes out, but not, the, one has not violated the prohibition, whatever that is exactly, Lusinov, whatever it is, hasn't violated it by by just um, exciting himself. Unless there's Zer Levatal. <coughs> now, the question that we're up to now, we'll just begin with. Is where does the mitzvah of pruvu fit into this? The Gemara, uh, the Gemara brings up shaykhte. The Gemara is shaykhte ilav shaykhte ilav. You're killing. You're killing the life or that, that's contained within the seed, the potential life. So perhaps we could see that in doing that, there is a there is a bit of an assay. The Torah tells us that we're obligated. We're obligated to perform the mitzvah, to engage in the mitzvah of having children. Yet everybody knows that if the wife is nursing, or for whatever reason, that halachically and medically she's not able to conceive, or the family was given a head to not to conceive at that time, and to use some sort of an intervention to prevent a pregnancy, that the Torah not only allows them to be together, but of course halacha encourages husband and wife to be together. And the mitzvah of Aina applies even though she can't get pregnant at this time. And that's not considered to be zera levatala, chas v'shalom, chas v'chalila. That's not zera levatala. Well, if the wife is already expecting, and and they're and they're together during the pregnancy, that's not zera levatala. 
so we need to understand some basic Gedarim here. How does the mitzvah of Puravu fit into all of this? Puravu, Loisinaf, the issue of, ha- of causing oneself to have Yehurei of Eris, inappropriate thoughts. All of these halachas, all of these, all of these inyanim ha- uh, intersect when it comes to this Isser of Sheikh Vazar Now, the pages that you received today, if you didn't, then we'll just get started. And Mitzvah Shem will continue next time from the Encyclopedia Talmudis. So far, at least according to at least according to Rashi, we were holding now is any time the Yitzhiya Zera, which is Shaloy Lutzarech, not for the proper reason, either to have a child or the Mitzvah of owner with one's wife to be together with one's wife. That any time there's a there's a zera levatala, that would be halachically defined as pagam habris. That's what we're holding so far. That's called pagam habris, and we've seen that for some mysterious reason, based upon a uh, you know this this interpretation of the pasuk has caused a lot of men aggravation over the years. So based upon an interpretation of a pasuk, that this avera is being equated to the big three averas of That's what we've seen so far. In halacha, it's Ad-Kedekach that is brought into the Rambam Shulchanach, that it's compared to murder, Mamish, and it, the Shulchanach brings down, based upon the Zohar Kaddish, that this is the most serious of ever, which Rabbi Sadiq says clearly, it's not true. It's not smachta, can't be. Halachically, it's not true. It's not the most serious of ever. It can't be. So let's just begin. To look in, look inside. What you have is from. If you didn't see it yet, you you should have it on your thing. If you weren't, if you're not registered yet, we're Shlomo Carmeli. Is Shlomo here? Where's Shlomo? Okay, so but you could get in touch with Shlomo, and he'll and he'll uh, and he'll make sure that you get the adding time that there are pages that are coming out. You should have. I don't know how many pages it comes out to be. Like four, four or five pages. Yeah, five pages from the Encyclopedia Talmudis. Six. Okay, so the the, the Encyclopedia Talmudis here it's a very very clear presentation of the entire sugya without getting sidetracked. That's why I wanted to do this. Let's just get started for for two or three minutes, and we'll continue next week in Matisha. There are two types of destroying seed. There's a way that zera can be extracted from the body without a sexual relationship. Even in the time of the Gemara. That's what Rav Moshe Feinstein speaks about in that shuva about using a medical technique, is there a way to extract zera without the man having to <coughs> excite himself or that he shouldn't, at the time when the husband and wife are together, to try to get a specimen from that zera of the relationship. So already in the time of the Gemara, there were, there were methods that were used to remove zera. Shloi de tashmish. in a way that's forbidden or in a way that's perhaps permissible. 
or perhaps the other way, or the other way of 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 hashkasa zera, one is shloide tashmish when zera is being taken from the body, not in a kosher sexual relationship, and the other is de tashmish b'shinu darko. What if it is tashmish? What if they are having some sort of a an, a, 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 an act of intimacy, but it's not an act of intimacy that is called kedarko. It's something which is shalokedarko. For instance, if God forbid. There's, there's, it's used in a way of, and I'm sorry to use lashonis that are not nice, but from the other side, shalikadarka, if there's anal sex, God forbid. So is that that's a way of hashchasa Even there's some type of a tashmish, b'shas tashmish, is that hashchasa So in halacha, first we get to, to this. We first need to understand what is the iser. Also lahaisi shich v'zelavatala. He brings the Rambam, this is the Rambam and the Shachnach that we just saw. Shnemar loisinaf lo tehei b'chaniyuf ben b'yad ben b'regel. That niyuf is not just adultery, but niyuf also means when it's done with oneself, ben b'yad ben b'regel. V'hushem eshav sheif miloso b'yad o b'regel, as we just saw in Taisviz. Where the person rubs the bismillah biyad of a regal, and he is mamashmesh, he touches his aver, his bris, So here he brings a very delusion of Rashi, Levatala, Lo kosov lo sinaf biisha, kader shakosov viisha she yinoifish esash is, el lo sinaf stam, hanafilu below shalo biisha. If we could find what the Rishonim are talking about in explaining this Gemara, how could this be lo sinaf? If we could find a place where we find the word, if we could find a place where the word niuf is used with a man. Where there's no woman, so then we would have amakor, right? If there would be such a thing as niuf, where, no, where, where a woman is not mentioned in the context of that niuf, then we would have the makor. So that's that's how this is explained in a number of rishonim. Shari lo kosov lo sinaf beisha, keder shakosov. When you look in that Sersa Debris, it doesn't say anything about a woman. <clears throat> when you look in that Sersa Debris, it just says, Lo Sinaf. Right? It says Lo Sinaf. Now, it's true. It's true. This is brought down, you see in the notes, the Madani Yantav explaining on the Rosh. It's true that in other contexts in Tanakh, we find. Niyuf is mentioned together with an Asha Sish or with a woman. But as long as we have this Makar, where Losinaf is not mentioned with a woman, then it would seem to imply that there are two types of Niyuf. There's Niyuf that takes place in an illicit relationship with somebody, and there's Niyuf Stam. And Niyuf Stam is a man by himself without anybody else. That's the Limud. Elo, elo lo sin of stam. 
And that's brought down over there, as you see Rashi on the roof in Shabbos, the Madani Yontif talks about this. Okay, so we'll we'll pick up Mitchum next time as we're up to right remember right after right after uh, eight, that's what we're gonna pick up Mitchum next week. So if you don't have if you don't have the pages, I mean obviously there are lots of questions. First we'll need to go through the, the Indian carefully and then we'll we'll discuss more proper. Even if it's a smart car, it's not a car.